Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to episode 12 of Dear Jazzy, the show where we episode... Where... Fuck! Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this time for real. Welcome back to Dear Jazzy, episode 12, the show where we answer all of your kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And with me today is not Z. It's not Lars. It's not Xenophrenic. It's not God Cannibal. It's not Discrod. No, this time is one Miss Mimi. Hello. And Miss Mimi, how do we know each other? And who are you? Uh, And how would people know you? That's both a simple and complicated question all at once. Um, We know each other through our very wonderful friends on The Usual Bet. Uh, We met Mm -hmm. through their server, I believe, primarily. And... We also know each other through your lovely sister, Ruka. She's a super sweetie. She is the absolute best sweetheart. Right? Uh, How would people know me? Oh, I don't know. I'm just your average run-of-the-mill mommy that frequents the Twitter space, writes some lullabies, does some sewing, you know, a few things here and there. I have a small presence online, but... Nothing substantial. I think the the adjective uh, average is not applicable here. <laughs> That's something that we're going to get into later on. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. Oh, I'm happy to. Um, if anyone's worried, uh, Z is perfectly fine and healthy. He is just not on this episode. But he'll, he'll be on the next one, so no worries about that. So before we get into... Uh, getting to know you a little bit more. Um, did you want to help me open up the show here? Sure. Cool. Well, th- the first thing we do is we always talk about Patreon. And I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Daddy Gray once again, who has, I don't think he can hear me from up here, but he did not send me his shout out um, request for this episode. So, uh, he is a $10 tier patron, and $10 tier patrons uh, get one sentence for me to read off as part of their shout out. Uh, Princess Sarah just upgraded to the Sinner tier as well. And Phil258 is a new $5 patron, so thank you to all of you. And Princess uh, Sarah's shout out is going to be inside of this very large Amazon box that I received in the post recently. And I told her that we're going to uh, open it up on the show as a way to say thank you. That's very fancy. Yeah. So huge thank you to Sarah. Um, This is off of my Amazon wish list. I have no idea what this is. This is a total surprise to me. (laughs) And I'm really excited. Okay. And for the record, this is a very large box. This is like a three foot by two foot box. And it's like eight inches deep. Clearly, it needs to be something that is just super littling for you. 
yeah that's what uh that's what she said is that it's something for like my headspace and everything oh that's perfect so, it could turn you to mush in the first seven seconds of the episode no <laughs> <laughs> so it's a box within a box and there's teas all over this one let me get the bigger box out of the way i'm gonna go pull up your wish list and find out what this is oh no oh yes <laughs> so <open. gasps> oh my god shut oh my god shut the front door <laughs> i'm okay i'm freaking out right now would you this would is, you like to um, share with the class <laughs> i i would um <clears throat> princess sarah sent me a huge package of foam tiles. Ooh. And it's from the same collection that my current foam tile set is from. So I can like click them together and make an even bigger foam play mat Ooh. out of these tiles. I am so excited right now. Oh my God. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. She's I love this heart. so much. Oh my God. I'm crying. The best part is that, uh, as soon as I got the package in the mail, she said that she had bought something else. Oh, no. Off of my wish list. I'm like, girl, are you serious? She does that to you, too, huh? Oh, this is this is not just a me thing? No, I guess not. Huh. She sent me something off my wish list today. Oh, wow. Because I know that Ruka also got something. She is so giving. She really is. Aww. On top of all that, she's also a $10 tier patron. So thank you so much. Oh so that was awesome. I'm going to play with these tonight. Like immediately take some pictures for you, Sarah. Thank you. So one last little note on Patreon. Uh, as uh, everyone I'm sure knows by now, we've got $1, $5, and $10 tiers. $10 gets you uh, monthly nudes by yours truly. $5 gets you in the VIP uh, Discord channels and one dollar is the thank you tier. Every little bit counts. If you can't donate, that is perfectly fine. I still appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about before we get into it was um, for the past couple of weeks, we've been running a donation drive for Ruka Puddle Gum, mm. and as that's starting, um, it's still going on. You can still donate money, and you absolutely still should. Um, I just wanted to give an update since we're kind of reaching like not the end of the time, but like a milestone in the time, I guess. Um, we raised $665 for her. That's fantastic. Yeah. And that's, uh, between the GoFundMe and then private donations. So that is amazing. Huge round of applause to everyone. I am so thankful for for everyone's generosity. This is really, really incredible and it means the world to me. So thank you so much for doing that. And for anybody who's listening, it really does go a long way for her. You know, Ruka is a really, really wonderful and fantastic human being. And we want to make sure that she knows that we're there to support her and that, you know, we care about her a lot. So if you can spare anything, if you want to help her out, please do. Um, I know that she can't express enough gratitude um, it means the world to her and we just want to make sure that she's doing okay. Absolutely. And like, uh, like you said, she's very shy and, um, 
one would never believe that but she's shy but she really 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 appreciates it so much so thank you to everyone for donating that is a huge amount of money that will really help her out so that's all i got to open the show what do you say we get into some interview questions i'd say that's probably doable we could probably do that i, I don't know if you're ready right. for it but we'll see i was born ready <laughs> i was born ready okay so miss mimi mommy mimi how shall i refer to you however you like darling wonderful what was your introduction to abdl cgl and h play um mostly a lot of reading and i kind of stumbled on it by accident um i mean you know every kid that is in their teens of kind of you know browsed around the porn channels and stumbled on things <laughs> that they've enjoyed um mm -hmm. i stumbled on the daily diapers website and mm -hmm. as a lot of us have done as yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a funny, it's a funny story because I, uh, have been reading, um, our friend Sophie, I've been reading some of her stories on daily diapers kind of on and off for God, a few years. And I didn't mm -hmm. clue in, I actually joined their discord because of Kimmy and I didn't clue okay. in that the Sophie that she was talking about was that Sophie. And then when I joined, it just Sophie. went boom. And I was like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, I mean, I stumbled on that kind of, and just by learning that it was something that I was interested in and enjoyed, I'm a fairly analytical person in, mm -hmm. in so far as I like to read. So I was very, very particular about not engaging with the kink community whatsoever until I was 18, um, just mm -hmm. because that's Which, kind of how I you. operate. <laughs> Um, but until then, I did a ton of reading, uh, mm -hmm. just everything that I could find, stories, ideas, forums, just everything I could ask and find and read, I devoured. Now, it's it's cool because what I didn't know, um, I'm a, I am a switch. Okay. Uh, in so far that I would say a solid like ninety five percent of me is mommy, mm -hmm. with a five percent dusting of little space that comes out in very particular situations for very particular people. But what I didn't mm -hmm. know is that I was getting training to be, a, you know, a mommy long before I even realized I was getting training for it. <laughs> really? Um, what do you mean by that? My mother, like my bio mom, mm -hmm. uh, is a bona fide, 100% real, immigrated when she was 19 British nanny. Okay. And I've been learning caregiving skills basically since I was old enough to babysit, so right around the age of 10. Mm -hmm. And then when I hit 18, I was just like, ah, ha, 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 apply You're all the things to, to kink. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out super perfect. It was super perfect. And I, you know, until I really started digging into learning about, you know, um, the theoreticals and the dynamics and, um, you know, the nitty gritty, if you will, 
I didn't even really realize I was slowly just being trained at all of the things that I just uh, mm. slowly figured out. But I mean, I guess it worked out. I would certainly say so. <laughs> Which is uh, which is cool because um, you actually just answered my next question, which oh, was, well. uh, how did you come to rest on your role as a mommy? But since that was already answered, I want to go back for a second uh, to... Um, That's what we call mommy's intuition. Mommy's intuition, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, I want to go back to, um, around what year did you find the ABDL community? And when you say forums... Uh, were there any particular forums? Because one of the first ones I found when I was a wee child was uh, A-Disc, for instance. Yep, I remember A-Disc. Um, Daily Diapers was certainly one of the first ones I stumbled on. I remember seeing... Oh, gosh. Um, I remember seeing... See, it, it, was, it was such an interesting thing, too, because... Um, once I oh, <laughs> once I uh -oh. once I figured it all out, right? I'm pretty sure that the first um, just overall website I stumbled on was Daily Diapers. A disc, I remember some just varying, really kind of back alley ones that I kind of tried to stay away from. Um, but it got complicated because then I, you know, I was trying to engage and trying to read and try and find whatever I could. Um, but the way that my uh, room was set up at the time, you know, I'm like 13, 14 at this point. And uh, still living with my parents, obviously. And the way my room was set up is that when you're sitting at my desk, your back was to the door. Oh. Wasn't a great uh, setup in hindsight. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my 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 dad works in IT, so he's just like firewall all oh, the things. No. <laughs> oh no! So I had to find very creative ways to navigate the firewall and the parental blocks, which is even worse because my dad is really 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 good at that because that's what he does for a living. He, his his job title is network analyst. <laughs> oh god! So, navigating that to try and learn and engage was certainly a trip. Um, that and he shuts the, when I was a kid, he used to shut the internet off at like 1130 at night. So it was like, oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, my parents used to turn off the router, oh, um, gosh. when at like 10 PM, I was like, are you serious? It's just, it's, uh, it's just, it was, oh, it's so infuriating. But like, I mean, we find a way, right? It's absolutely. You, um, when you're in this community or just kink in general, you, you, you make it work. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned a lot just by trying to find whatever reading material I could. And I believe the largest part of it, I'm really actually very fortunate that Daily Diapers doesn't require you to have an account to read their forms. Um, mm -hmm. So for the longest time, I, I just, I don't have an account. <laughs> um, I actually recently tried to make one and they're just not sending me the, the email. <laughs> oh no. They're like, yeah, we sent you this email and you can sign up. And I'm like, no, no, you didn't. You really didn't, but okay. You really didn't. <laughs> so, I mean, that I mean that tracks. The website is kind of a fossil, right? <laughs> it's yeah. pretty brutal. Not as bad as, uh, well, actually, it is as bad as uh, a disc. Oh, it, Any a -disc forum that's hurts. based on like 
It really does. <clears throat> oh gosh, but it's pardon me. People still use it. I mean, it's still people, around for a reason. People still use the hell out of it, mm-hmm. and it's like any forum that still uses or is based on PHBBB three is like such a nostalgia throwback. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm a teenager again. It's the mid two thousands. I'm about to send oh, my god, you're message. A, you're a Everything teenager is teenager in the mid two thousands. Oh gosh. Actually, actually, I wasn't. It's about to, it's about to get worse. I was in, see, I was in middle school in the mid two thousands. So I forgot how much younger I was, you are than me. You're not that much younger than me, but you're younger than me. Yeah, I am twenty four. Yeah, I am an infant. You're my brother's age. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Incidentally, who I just found out is starting to get into kink, so that was an awkward conversation. But <laughs> oh, interesting. You but could say speaking that. Of, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of kink, the reason why I asked you to join me on this episode of Dear Jazzy, episode twelve, is you are not just a mommy; you are a professional mommy. I was. Could you, <laughs> can you give us some background on that? Uh, well, I mean, (laughs) so I was very fortunate that when I moved out of my parents' house, um, I didn't really move out on the greatest terms. So I found a place really, really fast. Um, Mm. but the place that I did move into was a super awesome, like kink household. We actually, uh, had a party set up running for a while and we called the the house, the house of freaks. And it was super cool because like, um, the roommate, like at the time, um, there was me, the pretty much all the time Dom. Um, we had a switch and we had a pure sub slash kitten. So like, it was a really neat little household. Um, it kind of fell apart after a little while, but, um, while everything was good, you know, we had uh, an art room in the basement. And we called it our art room, but it was also the laundry room that also converted into a dungeon. Mm. So that was a fun time. We had this bondage table in there, and it had these giant metal rings on it. But the trick was that my roommate, nice. the Switch, his parents were the landlords. <laughs> <gasps> oh no. So like we had a, a, a tablecloth basically that we'd put over the washing and washing machine in the dryer if we were using the dungeon, but as soon as his parents come over, oh no, it's a it's a laundry room. We put the thing over the table and there was, I was gonna say it's a folding table. Right. There were so many times that his dad just came over <clears throat> and just sat on the table and we're just like shh, just oh. sweating bullets the whole time and we're just like oh, oh. But like the cool part about that room is that every roommate that has lived in that house has contributed art to that room. All of the concrete surfaces, the whole like ceiling, it was all painted. So like we all contributed bits and pieces to that room, which was super cool. Um, Now, partway through me living there, our kitten uh, left. We're going to leave it at that. She Mm -hmm. didn't leave on good terms. She just she left. Um, Okay. And so, you know, he wasn't living in this, like his parents aren't from the city. Um, He was, you know, his parents were from about, you know, 35, 40 minutes outside the city. So Mm -hmm. once a month, uh, you know, he'd go back to his parents' house for a weekend, which got me into a couple of different really cool scenarios. So um, I was very entrenched in the ABDL Littles community in that city. 
And mm -hmm. the cool part about that city is um, we were also very connected to a couple of neighboring cities. So we actually had like a group of four or five cities that were all very connected and very close to um, uh, each other. And we kind of notified each other of like problem people and like safety issues, yada, yada, yada. That's um, really cool. So I had a lot of friends through that. Not so much now because I don't live in any of those cities. So it makes it a lot harder. <laughs> but um, so part of it started with just word of mouth because I had a couple of relationships that were really good. They just fizzled out um, mostly because of distance. I'm still very close friends mm -hmm. with a couple of the people. And uh, through word of mouth, I ended up, you know, getting some people who wanted, you know, an afternoon or a weekend of just some dedicated mommying. So I had a very awkward conversation with my best friend's mother, who's a lawyer, who oh, no. helped me. I, I avoided as many details as I possibly could, but she helped me draft a sort of a contract, if you will, just that basically writes out what will and what won't happen, the terms and agreements, terms and conditions, etc. And mm -hmm. so when I'd meet somebody, we'd sit down for not coffee, because I don't drink coffee, they might drink coffee, but we'd sit down, we'd go like over tea. like what they want, what I'm willing to do, yada, yada, yada. I think the, the best one that I ever did, I made like four grand that weekend. And all Holy I did shit. was baby the crap out of this girl and make her cucumber sandwiches. Oh, it was. Oh my god, that's really wholesome. crazy, adorable, and crazy <clears throat> wholesome. But I made like four grand. That paid my rent for like three months. <laughs> I was going to say that's paper right there. It just it got really hard to keep up, and it just got really tedious. Um, people are not really all that great when it comes to demanding things and mm. um you know it's really great when you have a lot of people who want to uh you know pay for your services but then you know you could go three months and have nothing and then you're just like ah mm. oh, well i guess i better get an actual job not that you know doing that wasn't an actual job that's really poor wording but you know <laughs> but like a, a capitalist corporate job uh, yeah you know one of those nine to five things that nobody wants to actually Ick. work but we do because i don't want to be homeless <laughs> yeah um but it led... why i do this show <laughs> <laughs> it, it basically it led me down the path of what was for me something that took off a lot better like and basically, I did the, the pro-mommying thing for about two years, and I had a whole bunch of supplies. I, and, you know, it was really easy for me because I inherited a whole bunch of supplies, one from my childhood, and two, because my mother is a pro-garage sailor. I just go with mm -hmm. her and then find all these amazing things. And she'd be like, why do you need all these like children's things? And I'm like, I have a lot of friends with kids. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. And all my friends are kids. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> they are adult children. So it just, it worked out in my favor. And like, for, for instance, I've got uh, like Puds would love it. I've got this big uh, box of wooden train sets. And the cool thing yes. about that is because is that, when I was a kid and I had all of these trains, my family couldn't afford to buy the trains and the tracks. So one year for mm -hmm. Christmas, my whole family band together, they bought me all the trains. 
and my grandfather made me all the tracks by hand. Are you serious? Dead serious. Every piece of those tracks is made by hand. Holy crap. Okay, so I was already going to say, like, you had me at wooden trains. I'm buying my ticket as soon as this like, <laughs> quarantine is over. But as soon as you said handmade tracks, yep. screw the quarantine. I'm coming now. I've got a box set of hardcover Dr. Seuss books, original editions, Ooh. like first edition Dr. Seuss books. Um, wow. I just got, I got a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. And so what it led me into basically was once I got out of and I stopped doing pro mommying very much for the fact that it was just too unreliable. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing if like I was, a, you know, doing ball busting services that you can make so much money doing that. But like, yeah, you can. I'm a massive lesbian <laughs> and I just have no interest in ball busting. I, I just don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, that's valid. I... I started doing a thing um, with some people in the community that I, I knew very well. And once a month, when my roommate would go back to his parents' place, I'd have a three-day in-house daycare. Mm-hmm. And I would host up to seven littles at once. It was chaotic. Just, <laughs> it was chaotic. That, that sounds chaotic. Um, but the, It sounds really fun, though. Basically, they were in charge of bringing their own supplies for, you know, diapers and clothes and what have you. And like food and toys nope, and everything? Nope. Just their own, like, living supplies. Okay. Um, they were also in charge of their own transportation. Other than that... But everything else. They paid me... 50 bucks per person. I would take care of most of the toys, most of the activities. Um, I would take care of, you know, most of just about everything that we did and uh, all the food and all that kind of stuff. And I love to cook, mm-hmm. so it's really easy for me. And I was um, going to say for 50 bucks, that's a steal. Well, you know, 50 bucks by seven people gets me, you know, a good chunk of like money. 350 to go and basically just most of it was food because like I had all the most of the supplies and the toys and stuff and you know I used to turn our living room in the basement we had like a a separate den in the basement into like a little camping zone for all the littles oh so like we'd have sleeping bags we'd have fairy lights we'd have the whole the whole shebang um and then we'd also set it up for arts and crafts there was like one time oh this one girl I'm very close friends with her. She's, if you were, if you ever listened to um, The Usual Bet, it's the friend that I talked about uh, that is one hell of a brat. That friend. That yes, friend. Yes, that friend. The, she Which, ins- to all the Dear Jazzy fans, <laughs> you should absolutely listen to The Usual yeah, Bet. Yeah, you should. I, I don't stop tweeting about it for a reason. <laughs> They're amazing, and I love them. She instigated the party into getting a little more rowdy than I wanted with the finger paints. Oh. Which resulted oh. in them painting my tile floor green. <gasps> Ooh. If Ooh. you... Miss Mimi doesn't ever get angry at you. Because... She gets disappointed. No, no, honey. No. Miss Mimi will get cross. Oh no. And I explained That sounds intimidating. I explained it to a few different people that there is a difference between being angry and cross in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. because I find being angry is 
more prone to lash outs, more prone to irrational actions, things that you don't think through. But if you're cross, it still stems from the same emotion, but it is significantly more controlled. You mm-hmm. still don't want to discipline or take action when you're cross, but the facial expressions could curdle milk. I mean, just hearing this description, I'm like kind of like shuddering in my chair a little bit. <laughs> Let's just say that they learned very, very quickly that you don't paint my floor green. You don't paint the fucking floor green. <laughs> um, oh, while no. I while I cleaned it up. I put them on a Mimi timeout. Oh no. How long is that? Until I, what does that look like? The timeout was until I was done because I wasn't playing around, but they had to put their hands behind their backs in the, it's like the inverse choir. Like Mm. picture the Mormon tabernacle choir with their hands kind of cupped together. Mm -hmm. Put that behind your back. Okay. Now imagine taking that stance. Your feet are just a hair's breadth uh, wider than shoulder width, and you're leaning forward, holding a nickel to the wall with your nose. Ooh. You stay there oh, that's good. until I'm done. And if you drop the nickel, the nickel falls? there are extra consequences. Ooh. You don't mess oh, around good. when you get punished by Miss Mimi. And that is why I am a good girl. <laughs> I mean, that, Among other reasons. That says nothing to tones of voice and intent. So. Yeah. But yeah. That's intense. Once a month, I'd do that, that daycare thing. And, you know, we did lots of different things. We'd go out. Um, I was really fortunate that I had a little toboggan hill in my backyard, basically, when I was working there. Mm-hmm. So it was great because I could go and practice. Like, I also make whips and sell whips from time to time so I could go practice and test them. But I was able to take them all out for a picnic out there, which was super cute and wholesome. And like, I'd make all kinds of different foods and stuff. So it was, it was really like energizing for me and a lot of fun, but Oh my God, at the end of the weekend, I needed like a week off to sleep. I was going to say, that sounds like a lot of energy that you're putting out into this event. It's fantastic when like, over half of them are really well behaved. As soon mm-hmm. as you get like three that are crazy bratty, it's not impossible to deal with, and it's not even that bad to deal with. It's just like, oh my gosh, where's all it's the energy? Why? <laughs> yeah. Let's just, I mean, and... I got very good at spanking for a good reason. Let's just, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And before but everybody as... came you know, to these events, I always talk with caregivers and and talk limits and boundaries and communication. It's kind of like going to kindergarten. You have a meeting with the parents. It's basically what I do. I mean, it's it's so important for me as somebody who's giving care, as somebody who is not the primary caregiver, to be very clear on where my you know rules lie because I have house rules. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, where their kind of boundaries lie. Because the last thing I want to do is cross any lines or, you know, cross into somebody else's dynamic where they don't want me. Like, that's not, it's not really, you know, that's not good form. Right. So. So, and I want to uh, say something to uh, crossing boundaries and uh, the brattiness and the behavior thing. 
um, specifically because, you know, sometimes writing this does take a little bit more energy. Mm-hmm. That's something that um, I know that Ruka and I both really enjoy because, you know, she and I fairly well is in that, you know, we're both very, like, well-behaved, like, good little girls. And we like mm-hmm. earning stickers for our sticker chart. And, like, we have little halos over our heads at all times. And what I found is that, like, you know, brattiness can be fun because it elicits a certain kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. Whereas being a good girl elicits the same, or just a good little in general. I'm using gender terms for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, being good in general also elicits a reaction, but a different kind of reaction. Yeah. And, I, and sometimes, you know, I've noticed that it kind of like restores energy a little bit to a caregiver. So it's just really interesting how that exchange works yeah and you know that's the really rewarding part of being good is not only hearing someone say like they're proud of you which is like gets me to melt instantly but also just seeing like almost the relief on a caregiver you know what the most the best moment of every single weekend that i did was Hmm. every night we would have a bedtime routine Mm-hmm. And it was just so beautifully sincere. And mm-hmm. um, on the last night, uh, in the basement, we got really crazy in the basement with my roommates. Like we had a dartboard on one side of the room and a futon on the other, so we just sit <laughs> like on the futon and just pitch darts, and just throw darts. Um, so the the, the wall futon. was full of holes, but it was super fun. But anyway, so the, that's the futon so punk rock. You know, I would, uh, you know, fold out the futon so it was flat like a bed. Mm-hmm. And I would get stories. And I had this big basket full of storybooks. And every single person that was there gets to pick a story. Oh. And everybody gets a bottle or a sippy, depending mm-hmm. on where their little space falls. And we'd all cuddle up on the futon. Everybody has their blankets, Aww. their stuffies, the whole thing. Aww. And we would go through this and read so everybody's story. And then they all go to bed. That was every time we do that on the last night because it's a super special thing. Mm-hmm. What time was the bedtime, pray tell? Um, it varied night to night. So the basically it would be everybody leaves um, Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. because my roommate comes back Sunday night and then Monday everybody goes to work. They come on Friday evening. So on Friday, um, bedtime was usually midnight at the very latest. Typically, we'd start winding down at 11. Takes a lot of time to wrangle seven littles into um, bedtime, but we'd be down by about midnight. And mm-hmm. gosh, they used to get up at all kinds of times. It was chaotic. Um <laughs> And then on Saturday night, it would be about 9.30, we'd start getting ready. And then by about t- uh, about 10.30, we'd be sat down and prepped and ready. Um, by that time, they're usually pretty, like, pretty quick to get ready just because, like, they know what's coming and it's super special and everybody's looking forward to it, especially mm-hmm. because I had a lot of repeat visitors. <laughs> um, I know I would be if I... If I <laughs> So 
by about 10.30, we'd start reading. It would usually take about 45 minutes to an hour to read all of the stories, depending on how long they were, etc. Um, but mm. I would try and shoot for no later than like 11.15 to put them down. Because then mm-hmm. by about 11.30, everybody is conked out. And then I can go and clean up. I mean, I didn't get to bed till like 1 because obviously I have to clean up. Yeah, you have to do adult stuff. Ugh. Ugh. That's really, really wholesome. But though. on Sunday morning, I always do a breakfast casserole. So I usually Aww. prep that Saturday night. Sunday morning, everybody gets up for... It's it's Miss Mimi's homemade breakfast baby food. Oh, I was going to say breakfast casserole is so good. Ooh. This one so is, you know, I'd make with eggs, sausage, bacon. Um, I'd make my own, like, home fries to put in it. Ooh. And then uh, I'd make a hollandaise sauce in the morning to top it. And like, the whole oh, thing my tummy can so only good. get so hungry. Oh, my God. What can I say? Yes. I like to cook. <laughs> I'm really excited for your Littles cookbook to come out eventually. Oh, that's a work in progress, but it's getting there. I think I've got about six or seven recipes down now. Very nice. So none of them are up. I think I have one teaser that I've released for like a... A vegetable rotini primavera which is pretty cool mm-hmm. so and if you really want to get a, a good you know a review on my cooking just talk to sophie ask her how good and my she... fettuccine alfredo is were you the one that got her to try vegetables i i wish <laughs> but i will say the weekend that i did visit she had a different meal every single meal and i got her to eat a salad Oh my god! Now it wasn't a challenge to eat. It wasn't a challenge to get her to eat a salad. She loves that one salad from the one place. But <laughs> she ate a salad, and nice. despite being a vegetarian, she helped me prep and cook an entire meal, including chicken. Wow, mm-hmm. that's really cool. You let me know next time you visit that house because uh, I love me some fettuccine Alfredo. Let oh, me tell you honey, that. you have not tried fettuccine Alfredo until you've tried mine. Huh, but at it. I got to up my game next time because I cooked them American fettuccine Alfredo. Next time. What's the difference between American and Canadian? No, 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 no. Oh, honey, no. American is a North American oh i'm gonna okay. cook them real italian fettuccine alfredo Ooh, Ooh. that's significantly harder to make <laughs> <laughs> but i ugh. you got to be careful when you make them food because like you can't tell sophie what's in anything <laughs> right you can't you just give her either. the food so yeah see i'm not going to tell you what the difference is because Honestly, when I first heard it, even me, who cooks a lot, is like, that's really weird. Then I tried it, and I was like, oh, oh, what? <laughs> as long as it isn't broccoli or carrots, honestly, it should be good. the difference is real Italian fettuccine doesn't have any cream. Really? No. That's it? That's the biggest difference. Interesting. So with, with like North American one, you boil your cream with butter, and then you mix in your cheese, and you go from there, right? When you mm-hmm. make um, real Italian, you actually emulsify butter in pasta water. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's a trip. That's that's really interesting, actually. <laughs> it's really hard. 
<laughs> so really oh i'm sorry go ahead i was just gonna say it's a pain it sounds like a delicious pain mm-hmm. like i said ask sophie and just ask her how good the fettuccine is and then you'll have an idea of where my benchmark is i think i might just do that mm-hmm. so really quick before we close out um talking about your life as a pro mommy dom is that something you're still doing passively is that something not really do you want to revisit it eventually what does that look like I think that it was a really good time for my life when I did that revisiting it I I stopped doing it because I got really tired of dealing with people who were just very very demanding Mm -hmm. and it just got so frustrating um, were I in the position that I would live in my own place, like I live with roommates, so, um, but if I had my own place, I'd probably want to run the occasional daycare weekend again. But okay. I also do this thing where like, um, I do a thing sometimes, um, that's different if I'm in a relationship or not, cause there's negotiations that have to happen, but Um, provided everything is, you know, above board and on the up and up. I also do one-on-ones just for friends, sometimes two-on-ones. Like I had a, I have a friend that lives significantly closer to me now, but, um, they are one of my exes. Um, but like they have their own little poly family. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Like they're, they're fantastic, Mm -hmm. but they're a very, very good friend. So like, you know, when I'm around and I'm up there, um, I'll, you know, look after them while I'm there. Um, I have my sister uh, that lives up there too. And she's so cute. She is like, uh, she is the epitome of innocence and adorableness when like you just start into the community. She is so cute. I, um, I ended up giving her her first passy and her first onesie. And then I took her to a little play date and it was Jazzy. She stayed basically glued to my leg the entire time. Oh no. She was so shy, but because I have to drive in from out of town to go to that play date, which I try to do once a month. um, Every once in a while I can't make it. Um, But she started going on her own and she's made lots of friends and it's so just, it's amazing to watch her. And she's new and she's, you know, she came to me to ask about ABDL questions and it's just, it's super wholesome and super adorable. And mm-hmm. um, I love her to bits and, you know, she's, it's just cute. And I like giving, I like giving care to people who genuinely just like appreciate it to the people who deserve it and the people who treat me well mm-hmm. you know if you're willing to you know treat me well you know i'm so much more willing to give care you know i don't i just don't deal with manipulation or any of that kind of nonsense mm-hmm. and i'll call you out on it so fast Good. um absolutely but like it's like you know you and ruka and some of my other friends i have no problem you know giving you the sweet care and just oh. taking care and giving 
lap sits or uppies or stories or just about anything. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty versatile. It's just all about, you know, that really gentle and wholesome care. So Mm -hmm. would I go back to pro mommying? Probably not. Would I open myself up pending relationship statuses, et cetera, to the possibility of the occasional babysit for friends? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Uh, And this is kind of related. Um, In your daycare, in your babysitting, in your care, and then just in your everyday life, um, outside of ABDL, uh, do you mix in other parts of BDSM and kink uh, into that or and how do you express yourself outside of ABDL but within the kink and fetish community so uh about two hours away from me there's a dungeon that I frequent um mm-hmm. try to go once a week it's a it's a two-hour drive so it's a bit of a trek um let's go say that's a hike I mean it's not too bad I've got a couple friends locally that go as well so we try and carpool mm-hmm Usually ends up me doing all the driving because, you know, driving with a middle and a little, it's, I was going to say, the last last thing I want to do when I'm feeling super tiny after a day at the dungeon is drive. I usually sleep in the car at home. It's always me. It's fine. I don't, I don't mind, honestly, like, but my other interests, you know, I am fairly experienced and practiced as an impact top. Mm-hmm. Um, I have taught people to swing whips, floggers, paddles. Um, I have a really, 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 really scary metal cane. Ooh, fuck um, that. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've made some of my own stuff. I make my own whips. I make my own floggers. Um, Very nice. That's where my, like, I'd say my next level of expertise is. Uh, After that, I've done a lot of wax play, which is super, like, gorgeous and therapeutic. So good. I love wax play. I'm currently, see, you know, you know, it's funny. Hmm. In 95, almost, I'd say probably 99% of every kink I'm involved in, I can almost guarantee you that I'll be the top. Mm-hmm. except with rope except with rope hey i have just i have you know i will tie and i know my way around tying and i you know read and i learn and in a situation like with somebody or with a partner for a personal scene absolutely would, would i go and tie somebody in front of like 30 people no I, I'm not that kind of rigor. I would much rather be tied in front of a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. But I, I have a lot of really cool friends that go to that, that dungeon. I have a lot of cool friends that go to the playhouse. And I just try and weave in, you know, uh, the other kinks that I know about. Things like impact, wax, sensation, play little bit of predicament bondage which is really <laughs> hot we did a we did one where um we had this girl that was sitting on our table and this was at a party and i set the mm-hmm. i set the rigging up with my roommate and basically we had a clothesline zipper that went from one nipple 
Oh no. All the way down into her thigh, mm-hmm. up between her legs, onto her other thigh, and then all the way back up to her other nipple. Oh geez. Okay, so now you've got the picture. One end of the rope was between her teeth. The other end mm-hmm. of the rope was attached to a bucket that we threw over the I-beam, which we would just put things in. Mm-hmm. So it would get harder and harder for her to oh, no. keep the pulley the, system working. The weight didn't change. We just put things in and we're like, all right, that's what you're going to have to hold. But then we got to have fun with her. Whether it was impact or... I'm very, very... Um, I'm fairly practiced in orgasm denial Ooh, yes. and edging. So we did a lot of that. Um, you are speaking my language right now. And the goal, the only goal that I had was make her open her mouth. Mm-hmm. And she opens to her mouth, her... the bucket drops and every single clothespin gets ripped off. Oh no. Oh, that's so good. I love it. It's so much fun. And it just, we did a thing, um, you know, you have your your back massage trains. We did a rope tying train. We had like 15 Ooh. people just tying harnesses on each other and like from out the dungeon all the way down the hall to the second living room. Nice. <laughs> it was <laughs> very nice. It was a lot of fun. It was a really good, wholesome house. And, you know, one of these days I'd really like to kind of make my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how I interweave everything. I make my own stuff. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll give you this. I'm very, very entrenched in the ABDL CGL community. Um, a lot of the things I do have that at least at the core. Um, but I find ways to incorporate other things. It's fun. Very nice. I was going to say, all your... Um... I don't want to say non-ABDL, but all the other kink experience that you were just outlining there is like exactly in line with with what, you know, kind of stuff that me and my daddy do, um, either at our dungeon or here at home. And um, your clothespin story reminded me of, there is this one instance where he emptied out an entire package of clothesline, like the little clamp hanger thing made out of wood. And he attached the entire package to my labia. Oh, and that was fun. Oh, and then he would like poke at them and then I would twitch and then they would all shudder (laughs) and then I would twitch more and then they shudder more and then I'd have to keep my shit together so they would stop moving and then he would tickle me or like smack me and like, oh my God, this sucks. Oh, sweetie. Did you get it? It was so good. Did you get in a bad predicament? I got in a very hot particular. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amen. Bad, Amen. Uh, the other, I don't want to say bad, but hot predicament that makes um, some of our listeners' toes curl was he and I love to play with uh, knives and uh, blood and that sort of thing. And it's just, oh my God, so good. I've been trying to get him to do this scene with me mm-hmm. for like, months now where we just cover my entire back in wax and then we use his knife to uh cut it all off because we've done it before where he's used a credit card to scrape it all off and that was really hot and then we've done it like other ways (laughs) to scrape it all off oh honey you know what i use to scrape wax a straight razor oh my god 
Yes, that's gnarly. Mm-hmm. I am here for this. That is good. It's a Sweeney Todd but... straight razor too. Oh God, that huff <laughs> hot. <laughs> Sweeney Todd is like my goth heartthrob. Mm-hmm. It's so funny when people like see me dressed as I normally do because it's like ripped jeans, lots of black punk jacket or like just all black in general. And people are like, Oh my God, Jesse's like a punk or like an emo or goth <laughs> in real life. And I'm like, yeah, outside of all the pastels, I am, I am extremely edgy. You know, you and no one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no. I was just going to say and like, no one sees it coming and it's really funny. You know, you'd probably get a real kick out of the last scene that I did before kind of everything just went, you know, the world went to hell in a handbasket. Um, mm-hmm. It was the last scene that I did as a bottom. Oh, yeah. do tell, do tell. We have a platform with a, a whipping post on it. Mm-hmm. So me and my friend had pre-discussed this scene and I go in. And um, all of the implements and toys and stuff are covered. And he says, all right, there's only one rule. Beyond what we've discussed, there is one rule. You open your eyes, we end the scene. Okay. And I'm just like, what? And he's like, we open your eyes, you end the scene. What's the rule? You open your eyes, you end the scene. So he puts me on this, this post. Eyes closed. And just the sheer barrage of impact. Oh my God. It was everything nice. from hairbrush, paddle, floggers. He even started like whipping me with one of those like plastic um, skipping ropes. Oh God damn. Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. It was, Oh, it was... it's an, <laughs> it's an ABDL flogger. It was, you know, the best, the best part was we had pre-agreed that, I, I wanted the emotional catharsis, so I, I was going to cry by the end of this. Um, nice. We had a couple of funny moments. Like, one of my things is I just, I don't want to be hit in the face, especially in those situations because I won't see it coming. He yeah, accidentally Kelly. smacked me in the face with a big rubber eraser that says, for big <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no. it was it was cool because there was like 15 people watching this scene. And the cool thing was... You know, he'd be talking to the audience and I have no idea what's going on. And he'd get the audience to like roll foam dice. And then he'd mm-hmm. be like, all right, count them. And I have no idea what I'm counting. So I just get whack, 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 whack. And it's it's so funny because he's a middle. And so he's sucking on a lollipop in the middle of middle space, in the middle of all of this. And, you know, he'd roll a seven and then I'd count to seven and then he'd wait for like 10 seconds and then hit me again and of course i'm like oh i gotta count eight and he'd just go no don't you know how to count and he, oh my god. oh my god it was that's really cute it was an insane scene from hell but i had a blast <laughs> i was gonna say that sounds great fear play that sounds wonderful crazy fun fear play is so good and like it's I, I i'll say this in jest but it's it's really true for me like it's not fun until someone's crying or bleeding for me and it's just like and when both happen it's like oh so good <laughs> it's only funny until somebody starts bleeding then it's hilarious then it's then it's really nice 
<laughs> but what's funny is like I'll get I think I've expressed to you that I really struggle with like overstimulation and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so what will happen is in the middle of a scene or when we're just having like regular sex, like we'll be, we'll be doing our thing and my daddy will say something to me. It's like, Oh yeah, you like that baby girl, you know, like standard, like sexy talk, whatever. And mm -hmm. I'll try, I'll be trying to feign like, Oh no, it hurts. Oh. <laughs> and obviously I'm, I'm green through all of it. So I love it. I'm just like, Oh no, like that sort of thing. But the entire time, apparently I'll be like trying to play the role so hard and I'll be in that headspace. But externally I've got apparently this big, dumb, doofy grin on my face. I'm like, Oh no, don't. Oh, no, I hate it so much. Oh. And it's just like, it's just like god damn it i did it again i want to like come off as just like in distress but i'm coming off as like i'm getting tickled oh honey you're just too little you can't express anything but pure joy <laughs> it's true it's just like i'm being whipped until i bleed i'm in, <laughs> I'm, I'm experiencing joy <laughs> mm -hmm. oh my god so good so we have some dear jazzy questions yeah we to get do. to we do but before we get to the ones that were sent in, which thank you everyone for sending them in, did you have any Dear Jazzy questions? Not at the moment. I think I'm going to think on those ones. Maybe come back with some real showstoppers. Some real showstoppers that make me just melt. I mean, that's not that hard. It's really not that hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, shall we get started with the first one? Sure. Dear Jazzy... Awesome. What's the nicest thing about your daddy? And that's from Princess Sarah. Mm -hmm. So the nicest thing about my daddy. The nicest thing about my daddy is just how he's, he's a very, very, very busy man. And he is very like astute and he's a scholar. He's working on his doctorate and he's a professor at, three different colleges and he's he wears many hats in everywhere he touches but he always finds time in his day to just sort of like hit me with those casual little feels to just kind of keep that headspace going throughout the day and no matter how busy he is he'll always like look up from his work or his desk and and be like baby isn't that a little old? Shouldn't you be wearing something else? And it'll just like hit me with that. And I'll just like die. Oh, <laughs> I know. It's just like, I'll just, whenever I'm least expecting it, I will, I'll, I'll be like, huh, are you on a conference call? No, that ended like 10 minutes ago. It's just like, Oh no. Well, I guess my work has to wait for about 30 minutes <laughs> again. And just out of the blue, he'll just like hit me with this amazing headspace, and it's just great. Aww. And I, I think that's the nicest thing about Daddy is just how much he cares and how much effort he puts into being my daddy. It's really great. Effort is nine times, nine tenths of the way. I'm sorry. N being a really doting and attentive caregiver nine nine oh yeah nine out of ten is uh effort because absolutely the rest of it you you know it's pretty easy to pick up and there's a you know it's intricacies between you know individual people but 
putting in the time, the effort, and showing up is the most important thing. It's so true. But no matter how busy he is, he'll always find time to work it in. And he'll always, like, ask if I need a bedtime story or, like, enforce bedtimes. And we have a dry erase board on the fridge next to all my drawings where he writes my chores for the day. And we keep track of stickers on a sticker chart on the fridge. And it's just really, really wholesome. So that is the nicest thing. Does he help help you keep your bathtub clear? Oh my god. I have nothing bad has happened to his bathroom. <laughs> Moving on. If you know, you know. What's the next question? So we have a question from Lizzie. <laughs> does Chazzy have a nice straight jacket? If so, does it see use very often? Well, a straight jacket is an investment that we have been talking about for almost a year, but haven't done it yet. Hopefully that will be happening soon. And when that does happen, I can guarantee it's going to get used a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. I may be able to I help am... you with that. Yes, please. I made the straight jacket when I lived at the, the dungeon house. Ooh. Yeah, out of denim. Very nice. Hmm. Because I am into very heavy bondage. And a straight jacket is very, very heavy bondage. And, like, one of my favorite outfits to wear when we go to the goth club is, like, a bondage jacket. Like, a bondage trench coat with, like, all the, like, the buckles and hookups and everything all over it. Mm, yes, please. And it's... I have pictures. I'll send them oh. to you. It's, it's hot. I was actually... Go- you okay? Yo! My cat just stabbed me in the side. <laughs> oh, No! Now it has to do a Mimi timeout. It has to keep a nickel on its little nose. Oh, that you hurt. okay? Yep. Probably Ooh. bleeding, but that's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> do you want me to edit that out or keep it in? It's up to you. That that hurt. <laughs> oh, no. But um, I was actually going to do a photo shoot relatively soon with a, mm-hmm. um, with a Black Skull Rebel stiper. Uh, Black Skull is not the pink one, but the mm-hmm. black one, with the goth trench coat and like all like my like, like like my boots and like fishnets and all that good stuff. Mm. So that's going to be hot. But yeah, that mm. may just be April's nudes. Wink, wink. <laughs> but so there's that. Uh, Princess Sarah had another really cute one that I wanted she to touch on real did. quick. What's Jazzy's favorite cute outfit that she owns? My favorite cute outfit is, um, like this is my go-to little outfit. It is, um, the Tenant Knight, uh, pink pastel, like, clouds, oh, galaxies. Oh, I know exactly which one yes. you're talking about. That one. It is all over my Instagram. Oh, but it's that, so good. But that one... Plus the one uh, purple baby bats print uh, short alls from onesies down under. Aww. And then pink striped thigh highs. <laughs> and then my, my hair up, my uh, teether stem necklace, and then um, my like extreme like rainbow pride, trans pride uh, converse. And that is like my favorite littles outfit. That's fantastic. 
it's so comfy too <laughs> so yeah we have one last uh question from lizzie we and do i've got a hot take on this one too so uh, yes, please. Underbust versus overbust corsets. What's preferred and what's the appeal? So I have only worn a corset once in my life, and that was before my transition. Um, AKA when I had a cups and a barrel chest, and I do not have either of those anymore. Mm. But um, I, it was an underbust. Um, because, you know, it was, like, a kinky type situation. And I enjoyed an underbust, particularly because of what it did to my midsection. Mm. And how it just kind of, like, got everything in there. Obviously, I wore it before I had boobs. So maybe my opinion would change now. But I'm going to go with underbust personally. And I'm going to turn it over to you. So take a look at your Discord. I'm going to send you two things. Okay. Because this is my corset. Ooh. One of them is a very heavy mommy space. And mm -hmm. one of them is... I had fun in little space. And this corset is Aww. legit. <laughs> it's an overbust. Wow. But it is an overbust corset that has... It's got a zipper that runs up the front. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, you, you lace it in the back and it is a solid corset. But one of Very the best nice. part about that corset is it, it moves so well. And, mm -hmm. uh, oh, overbust corsets. I'm a really big fan of, um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, but the big one is that they're just really multifaceted. You can do so much with an overbust corset. I just find sometimes underbusts are a little bit more restricting just because mm -hmm. of how they're designed. Um, right. Overbusts, I think, have a little bit more uh, flexibility. And if you're like me and you're a little bit self-conscious about the shape of your body or uh, in particular um, the bulk of your body, Overbust corsets are really, really good for um, pulling in things and also cinching out a really sweet hourglass. Mm -hmm. But you are absolutely drop-dead gorgeous even before that, so I don't know what you're talking about. Stop! I mean it! <laughs> Girl, you are very pretty, and I don't want to hear anything contradicting that. I don't believe I said anything contradictory. I just said I was self-conscious. Good. Let's keep it that way. Keep it the... self-conscious? Right, what are you trying to do now? No, the other thing. <laughs> no, the other thing. Not the self-conscious part. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That is all. Uh, yes. I was just checking the show notes. Mm -hmm. That's all the Dear Jazzy questions. Where can people find you, Miss Mimi? You can find me if you're in the usual bet, Sophie and Pudding server. I'm fairly active in there. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash bell, B-E-L-L-E, knocked, N-A-C-H-T, which means beautiful night because I'm a nerd. Mm -hmm. uh, I also have a SoundCloud 
which I plug on my Twitter all the time. Um, I don't know. Where you post your lullabies. I do. And I have another one that I just finished working on, and it's super pretty. One of the things a lot of folks know about me is that one of the really most fun things for me to do to little somebody out is to speak to them in a language they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, little known fact about me, I speak five languages. Wow, really? I do. I speak English, French, Italian, German, and Latin. Very nice. And uh, French is my favorite. C'est si facile à parler en français pour te mettre en un si petit espace là. Ooh. And yeah, that worked. Mm, doesn't it? But you know what works better? It does work. Wow. I uh, picked up. It's. I have a degree in music. If that mm-hmm. wasn't already evident. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I picked up uh, a French art song, and French art songs are called Melodie, and it's called Lydia, and it is the most beautiful piece, and I'm working on a recording for it um, for a lullaby purpose, and then it goes, you know, I'll give you a little snippet so you have something yes, to look yes, forward yes. to, but I'm not going to sing the whole thing, but it's like, it goes... Uh, Lydia, sur tes roses joues, et sur ton col fraise si It is, oh, wow. it's so pretty. And the piano wow. that goes with it is so pretty. And it's in French, and it's going to be the first lullaby that I put up that has voice. All the other ones are pure piano and available on my SoundCloud, which I post all the time on my Twitter. Please check it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can tell you right now, uh, when and if you eventually babysit me and Ruka, we will immediately fall asleep. Like, wow, that is incredible. Wow, I'm boring that much, huh? No, I'm not saying <laughs> no, I'm saying the quality of the lullabies is like top notch. You should. I play some on acoustic guitar. Um, some on piano, I sing, and I'm working on a multi-layered track, but I need to pick up a couple instruments because it's going to be intense. Very cool. Very cool. So is there anything else that we need to plug? Because I'm all about plugging uh, the guests and everything. I don't think so. Um, Hit me up if you ever want advice on music, um, caregiving tips, questions of any kind of regard. I also do a lot of sewing, so I'm going to have some sewing projects um, featured on my Twitter and uh, here and there and everywhere. And uh, yeah, I mean, even just hit me up if you want to say hi. I don't bite that often. And <laughs> only if you only if you consent. On, only if you consent. But only if who, you can say. Who am I kidding? Biting's hot. <laughs> it's real hot. It's real hot. So. <laughs> so thank you once again for joining us. Uh, I had a lot of fun. This was great. Thank you so much for opening up about um, your pro mommy life and uh, your music life and your kink life and everything. This was great. Well, thank you for having me. I had a great time. Oh, I'm so glad. 
Uh, once again, another thank you to our patrons. Uh, thank you to everyone who donated to Ruka. Thank you to Princess Sarah for the tiles. I love them so, so much. Uh, I'm probably going to set those up tonight, if I'm being honest. Um, the last thing I got for you is uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash jasmine starshine. Uh, please consider donating. It helps the production of the show. It helps it keep going. And last but not least, Dear Jazzy is an At Odds With God production. Check us out online at oddswithgod.com. You can find links to all of me and Z's um, links and everything there. Our Patreons, our respective Patreons, our respective arts and Twitters and everything there, including the Ruka Relief Fund. Uh, so thank you so much again for joining us. And we will see you next time. Sounds good. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.